0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: The quests for Stanley, Larry, and the Triple Crown all came to an end this week. With a special guest, the guys talk about the biggest winners in sports— Going to the moon, how to be a better patient, and how to fix the NBA. All that and more this week on Just Press Play.
0: How many of seasons does Tom Brady have to have before you can fire him? He's,
2: well, he's, gotta he's got to have one. Yeah,
3: It's not an unnecessary roughness. It was a completely necessary roughness. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, the main, the main rusher. What he got credit for, but he he walked and ran a total of like 300 As soon as it came out of my face, I knew how dumb that was. Here we are. We have a. We're back with another week on the Just Press Play Pod. We're we're a day late and a dollar short today because between we actually have four of us here. We have special guest John Payne joining us, and uh, between a sound designer, a TV producer. Uh, gas aficionado, is that what I would call you? Former <laughs> sure, IT director. Shenado,
0: shenado. Former IT director. Well, yeah. we, we, Former IT director, yeah. yeah.
3: We couldn't figure out the internet yesterday <laughs> to save our lives, and we just had to call it a quit. So we were coming in today. And guys, there's a there's a lot that that's happened since our last episode. I mean, what the NHL's crowned a champion, the NBA's crowned a champion, Jerry Colangelo completely just threw his wife under the bus. Uh, LJ says he can fix the NBA. I mean, let's just get into it. What? Who had the best week in sports this week? LJ, who, who of all the athletes and just in the sports world? I mean, I'm I'm gonna say any of the capitals.
0: I feel like uh, if if I'm if I'm on the Warriors, that didn't look like they were you know planning their trip to Disney. They were just like, okay, well, we won this. I was game like, ho oh, huh.
2: a week and a half Oops. ago. So. I don't yeah. think they're planning their trip to the White House either, but well, no, well, they well, they, weren't invited, they weren't invited, I believe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they weren't invited because they told them last year to
3: well, they had a few words. So um. By the way, power move, I don't know if y'all saw this. Uh for the I, I know people don't come to us to hear about the uh the summit that could be happening in Singapore right now, but did y'all see Kim Jong un brought his own personal toilet with him to the summit? No, I did what? Yeah. Was it connected I to anything? Was it a porta potty? Well, like, honest. what are we talking about here? I think yeah. he brought his own, his own porcelain. You know, his own that he just tower sets him. down and drops trowel
0: wherever he wants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just think you're never more comfortable than when you're at your, on your own toilet. And so when he needs to go, think right before the meeting, he can go like. Think with himself. Anyway, that's a side uh, note. That's a It's the epiphany toilet and scrubs. So, are you saying in particular anybody on the Capitals like Ovi, who's I been mean, living his best life all weekend? It, it seems like, I,
0: but I'd, I'd be happy to be any of them right now. I mean, yeah, Ovi's, Ovi's. I, I've, I've never called him Ovi in my life, so I'll go with Ovechkin. Uh, he seems to be enjoying himself quite a bit, so that would be I feel
3: weird. like I know the guy. I've seen, after watching all the videos of him this weekend, I thought J.R. <laughs> Smith did it right when the Cavaliers won the championship a couple years ago. Ovi is killing it. Yeah, he's doing he's doing. Uh, what do he do? Um, a cake stand on the Stanley Cup, which really doesn't make any sense because it it doesn't work the same way. But <laughs> yeah. and then he, keg was, he was, yeah,
2: yeah. He did a keg hey, stand. That's first. just thirsty night around here, but you know <laughs> that's just another night at Lips out so. Thirsty night.
0: Yeah, but you don't get to so, do it with the Stanley Cup. So
3: well, yeah, true that. Yeah, true that. Uh, at least not that I know of. I've never seen the Stanley Cup. He does it with this fantasy football trophy that's right over there behind him. <laughs> He pours a yeah. beer in it.
2: <laughs> I could. Our Hitler skull, depending on. But anyway,
3: <laughs> dad, dad, who do you have? Who do you have for who had the best week? Well,
2: you know, I, I wish I'd have done a little research uh, on this. But so, is justified uh, a, a male or female horse? Male, I believe. I believe is Jane. Okay, does he still and have it, all his faculties a, with him? Well, yep. And he's going to get
3: paid for him. Well, if not well.
2: So back. I'm thinking the best person, the, the the best sports moment was Justified. I mean, he's put out the stud now. Uh, you, didn't, for, you didn't even
3: know Justified was I, wrestling. Well, and that is, you're weekend. right.
2: I didn't even know that it was there was someone going for the triple crown. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. But with that said, I mean, I'm not a hockey guy much either. But with that said, I would say that Justified and his owners probably had the best week in sports because, his owner just got rich. Justifies is going to have a lot of sex. Um, sounds <laughs> well, I think, great.
3: I'm pretty sure his owner's like a billionaire already. So I don't, his owner just got the rich just got richer. Yeah, I don't think you get into this game if you have got a couple
0: bucks to spend. Yeah. It's uh, it's
3: not like me or you winning winning the triple crown. But I just with our I want to
0: throw a little context out there though. When we were talking about who's the greatest athlete of all time, I believe Dad threw throughout what Seabiscuit was that no no, throughout, uh Secretariat. Secretariat. Yeah, so so yeah. your favorite athlete of all or the
2: greatest athlete of all time is Secretariat and the big winner now, in sports now, is another horse. I'm just... I did not say Secretariat was the greatest athlete of all time. I said he was in the conversation.
0: I feel like I okay. I just I I think you've uh you like the equine uh species a little bit more than the average person. Well, You're, a like You're a big fan. You're a big fan. Just
3: just, to, like just to clear things up, it's justify, not justified. Oh.
2: Oh, that's a series. I, okay, it was the the series.
3: I'm <laughs> thinking of the Netflix series because people say because you, you've been told you look like the the main actor in there, so that's why you like. That I don't think series. it's the main
2: actor. I think it's one of the secondary actors. Actually, isn't I, it? I don't know.
3: Well, actually, interestingly, Justify has never lost a race. Hit. He just started racing back in February, in a six and zero. And the owner says that he's going to keep racing Justify, which seems silly to me. Because now, right. if he ever loses, I feel like he kind of loses some of his mojo. Well, he's got a triple crown. I mean... They bought him. I, so they bought Justify in back earlier this year for $500,000. And before the Belmont, before he won the triple crown, they agreed to sell the breeding rights to Coolmore, which which has the breeding rights to American Pharaoh too, who was the triple crown winner in 15, I believe. But they uh, sold
2: it to... He didn't win the triple crown though, did he?
3: American Pharaoh won the first triple crown since 1958, like three years uh-huh. ago. And then that's why I think people are like... Just ho hum about Justify because it just happened not that long ago. But if you look, when was the last time it happened before that? It was fifty eight years ago
2: or nineteen fifty eight. Before that, yeah. yeah. I might but have to brush so up on my horse racing.
3: <laughs> they sold they so before the Belmont even happened, they sold the breeding rights for sixty million dollars to this Coolmore. And now, since he won the Triple Crown, they already had a deal set on top of that. That if he wins it, then that's an additional fifteen million. So they're getting seventy five million for old old Justify's breeding rights. Jeez. And he should make that up in about a year and a half. From what I don't know exactly on my calculations, and might have to go back on it. But they say that they they expect to breed him two hundred and fifty times a year at an average of one hundred and fifty thousand per per session with with the uh, with the horse. So he's he's gonna have a, a good year for or next couple of years.
0: I you think suppose. the horses would run harder if they knew what was at stake? I think they might. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, sticking, I, I'm sticking by my answer. Justify had the best athletic. Is, the a jo- Is a
3: jockey an athlete?
2: Yeah, they're athletic. They're ath- athletes. Yes.
3: Is a NASCAR driver an athlete? Um, John, you seem like, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're,
2: they're, uh, <laughs> they're similar. Yeah, bring aren't they? it, bring it, John.
1: Uh, uh, so I would say jockeys are, uh, they're sending in a squat stance for, you know, for a Belmont, a minute and a half straight while, going up and down on the horse had to hold yeah. that that stance that whole time while well, the NASCAR driver i mean
0: that minute and a half probably is a lot compared to you know the 500 laps a NASCAR driver would have to drive in in 100 degree car with the engine possibly
1: burning that's and that's fair
3: that's fair in a big suit I, I, well it I, when i saw Ricky Bobby running around when he took all his clothes off and was on fire he didn't look like an athlete in Talladega nights but <laughs> my initial thought – I was with John on my initial thought that a jockey is more of an athlete than an NASCAR driver. But then I did kind of think about it, and one race is like all day on Sunday, and the other one's just like we're racing real quick, and it's over. So I was kind of torn. But I think I lean to – if they are athletes, they're definitely the lesser of athletes out there. I
0: think the faster horse wins and the better car driver wins. So I would say that if you had to pick –
3: in so you're saying the jockey sports. has nothing to do with it? It's just I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying
0: a faster horse is better off. A faster car, they're all the same speed. That's mm. that's just my thinking. Oh,
3: I don't know. I, I'm going uh, to get to the back to the original question, best best week, I'm going with dad Justify had the best week. I mean, only there's only been so many triple crowns in the history and he, he got another one. So John, what what are you going with for your best athlete of this week?
1: Well, a little bias here, but I'm on LJ side with the with the Capitals and Particularly yeah. Ovechkin. Um, <laughs> just how much time he's put into it. We'll get into it more later, I think. But
3: what, yeah. Is this his 11th year? Is that right?
1: It is. So uh, we're well, going to... 13th, we, I think. 13th? Oh, shit. He started in 06. I'm um, sorry, 05, 06. So
3: Well... I, and I want to get to uh, he. Uh, we, we're about to do our best and worst, and we might get we might touch on the Capitals again because can it, it is a big deal. We we're we're going to touch on that here in a little more. But uh, let's go ahead and switch into the best and worst of the week, Dad. What what do you got for your best of the
2: week? Uh, well, <clears throat> I hate to go back to or golf. You want to start uh, with uh, your again? worst? You help no, I, you go. I, I, no, no. This was it was okay. But so Sunday morning golf when no one's on the course, you have it to yourself. That's pretty cool. That was was me and Tammy. Played golf Sunday morning early. No one on the course. We had it to ourselves. Played decently for change. (laughs) And uh, that was my best of the week. Fair enough.
3: I will say uh, it was also really nice. Shout out to Tammy. I I got back to your house about, I don't know, like 8 or 8.30 Sunday morning. And there was a message from you that breakfast was on the table and there was just some hot breakfast sitting there. That was mm-hmm. a pretty awesome sight to wake up to. Just for sure. Breakfast sitting on the counter. I, when I wake up here, for some reason at my apartment, when I buy myself, there's not breakfast just when I wake up in the morning. I, someone has to cook it and it just. You can do it's do kind the of Michael a pain. Scott, and you can yeah. throw
0: some bacon on a George Foreman grill with a timer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a possibility. LJ, what, what do you got for your best of the week?
0: Uh, well, uh, this last week has been Hannah's birthday week, and we we've been pretty busy over the past few months. So we took this week to, I mean, we played bocce ball out at the park. We like had biscuits and gravy. We went out we just had a great time. So this whole week has been a little bit of a celebration every night, which has been awesome. So you
3: know what? I love mm -hmm. that LJ says the week's been good. And one of the reasons is because he's had biscuits and gravy, which I agree. (laughs) That would make my week exponentially better. I haven't had biscuits and gravy in a while. John, what do you, what do you got for your best of the week?
1: Uh, my best, let's see. Uh, I had, my Grandpa and my aunt Dana came through uh, town over the Party. weekend, so got to meet yeah. up with my parents and them uh, for a, a breakfast too. Biscuits some gravy at that breakfast as well. Nice, yes. nice. we're
0: face right. <laughs> with everybody. So, the, the breakfast of <laughs> Just Press Play,
3: yeah, the official breakfast of the Just Press Play pot <laughs> is biscuits and gravy, clearly, with a side of
2: my lord. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: My, I'm gonna go with my best of the week. I don't know if you saw this, LJ, but yesterday was the 10 year anniversary of the Carter Three. Little oh, Wayne's Oh, I have been I listening how, to that actually. Have you really? <laughs> I didn't realize how old I am. But yeah, yeah it's been 10 years since the Carter Three yeah. came out. And also, this week news finally broke that Little Wayne finally reaching a, a settlement with Birdman,
1: who's okay. had his
3: rights to sell his music. He's been trying to come out with the Carter Five since 2014 has <laughs> been unable to because Birdman owns his rights. And they finally settled. I think it's for fifteen million dollars or something. Wow. But so now the Carter Five is Little Wayne's to sell and he yeah. should be coming out soon. So I just remember that when Carter Three came out, there was like a year stretch or a year and a half, maybe longer, where everything Lil Wayne put out, everyone, at least my age, was all over. If you heard that lighter track before the song, yeah, you knew it was yeah. about to be a banger for sure. <laughs>
0: hmm.
3: And
1: then my daughter dog's sounded
3: <laughs> no, we we mentioned we mentioned best a few times on our, or our breakfast on our best a few times. But I don't know if you all saw the news that came out today and it's what's going to be my worst. Do you see that IHOP is changing their name?
2: No, no. Mm-hmm.
3: They are switching the P and moving it to a B. They are now going to get, guess what you think it stands They're IHOP now. What do you think that B stands for? Breakfast.
0: Breakfast. breakfast.
3: Burgers. The International House of mm. Burgers. No,
2: surely you just swear.
3: Swear. They are going International House of Burgers. They are implementing seven new steak burgers to their menu. And they cited that not as many people are eating breakfast as they once were. And so they are trying (laughs) to get into the brunch and dinner game. Wow. And Mm, they're gonna do so with burgers. And I think so. I read a little more on it because I couldn't believe it. And I think it seems it seems to be like a marketing point. Like they're not changing their signs up on all their stores. But inside the restaurants, all their signs will be changed to IHOP. But it just seems ridiculous. Of all the places you could name where you would think to go get a burger, I I don't know how far down the list you have to go before you get to IHOP. I mean (laughs) –
2: I just don't know that I want to go to a place called IHOP. I mean, it's just, I, don't <laughs> like the, I don't know. It's no, got a I bad got, connotation to it. I don't know. I a water
3: burger for a pancake before I went to IHOP for a
1: burger. It just makes no <laughs> sense to
0: me. Well, I will say that I've had IHOP burgers and enjoyed them greatly, but that does. Yeah, that doesn't, well, I don't like, think I'd have you enjoy everything burger. at two
2: 30 in the morning, you know, no,
0: true <laughs> that there is a special time and, and <laughs> headspace that IHOP becomes the second best wet restaurant uh, just under Waffle House. So, yeah.
3: Dad, what what do you got for your worst of the week?
2: Well, I mean, can I still have J.R. Smith and Tyron Lue as my worst? That's I mean <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I mean they're well, still my worst. Man, we'll, especially we'll get to it, but he might have been the reason LeBron broke his hand in game one. I, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, yeah
2: you can uh, J.R. Smith's
3: worst yeah. can hang around for a while because that was that was still bad. And looking back, it's still bad.
2: He's still a bad goat. Bad goat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> John, what what do you got for your worst of the week?
1: Well, uh, I had the opportunity to spend the weekend moving apartments, which is just uh, a miserable whole process. I mean, it's just yeah. they give you that list of all the things you have to have clean, or they're going to charge you this and that, and yeah, you know, yeah, it's just and just more things just keep coming out of corners that you just don't expect, and it's just yeah. But we're done now, so takes like six realize- months to unpack
3: boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I didn't realize with moving, like already the moving part is bad enough, but when I moved out of my, well, the first place I lived in was the place that dad owned. And actually I didn't move out completely from it because some Landon Labatt still live there. But when I moved out of my apartment in Fayetteville, I didn't realize, I thought it looks pretty clean. I know I signed a thing that says like, I paid a deposit and they can, they can use my deposit for like cleaning fees. And they just bent me over. And charged me like $100 for cleaning fees when it really was, there was nothing wrong with it. I was only there for like five and a half months and it was only like a one bedroom. So there wasn't even room for me to get, get anything screwed up. But they're like, we had to mop the floors and clean all the windows and change out everything and charge me like $160 for it. I always it's assume ridiculous. a
0: security deposit is gone. Just yeah. always. Yeah. There's We're no reason to expect it take back. It. Well,
3: yep. I learned that the hard way. <clears throat> LJ, did you? have you, I don't. You haven't said your worst of the week yet, have you? I have not. No. All right. What you got? Uh, well,
0: uh, Anthony Bourdain uh passed away this last week. Uh, he was kind of a hero of mine. Like I really like. I I saw uh, um. Well, now I'm losing the name of the show. Um, but I watched him. Uh, you know, go around the world and on it a kind CNN of show. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, I just saw it on Netflix. Um, and it was just like. I'm sitting here watching Netflix and he's seeing all of the cool things in the world and having all this experience and, and, you know, it, it inspired me to want to do more, you know, just with my off time. And so, uh, suicide sucks. And if there are any listeners who like need someone to talk to, like find somebody to talk to, cause it's just, it sucks.
3: Yeah. And th- this comes right on the heels of, uh, the Kate Spade thing. Kate Spade, it yeah. just, it, it <clears throat> kind of shows you like, those are two people it's hard to grasp mental health. I feel like for a lot of people and I understand because mm-hmm. you look at those two people and I mean both of them had if you think money's happiness they had plenty of money like you said with Anthony Bourdain hurt or his job seemed like from the outside looking in seemed like he had the best job ever. Yeah. And obviously that doesn't fix everything. There can still be some demons and I'm I'm with you. you. I just you don't just get over depression. It it's a
0: serious battle. So yeah, yeah that that's, was, a remember,
3: that's a downplay to the week, but
0: yeah. can we do something fun now?
3: Let's get on. Well, that we, we wanted to have John on because we have, we've mentioned, we've talked a little bit of hockey, but I think we've shown our knowledge by, by the conversations <laughs> we've had with our hockey talk. Would you say, John, <laughs> would you
0: say that we've sounded like we know hockey to a pretty solid degree when we talk about it? Yeah. Um, no, okay, cool. <laughs> a little I bit of, that. Uh, but,
2: uh, I think at
1: one point, LJ, you said um, there's seven skaters on the ice. Yeah, team at the I point know. And, uh, five in the goalie. So that's kind of one that stuck out yeah, for me. But, uh,
0: I know. So, I was editing, and I would, oh, that one. And I I know, so you're supposed to be,
1: and you're supposed to be
3: the the, yeah, I'm the best smarter. we got. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Despite, yes. So we uh, need John. All right. <laughs> shows, it shows who we were deferring to then. <laughs> so,
2: so, John, how did you get into hockey, though? I mean, were you – were your folks into hockey? Was your dad into hockey? I mean, you came from the same area we came from.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'd say my dad was into hockey. Uh, he watched that probably more than any other sport growing up and got into it. And then I guess 99 was a big year when the Stars won. I'm mm-hmm. nine years old, you know, watching sports. And then yeah. they pull off the, the championship. So, that stuck with me, and pretty much been big fan since then. Hmm. Fair enough. I will say, I
3: I don't watch much hockey, but I was watching the the world, the Stanley Cup, and then the round before. And ho- playoff hockey is fun. There's not, I don't know it if there's fun. much better things to watch. And I remember going to watch the Bandits back in the day, and oh, I, that's yeah. like low level. That's low level hockey. I know that's like small, but still, hockey live was fun. It was yeah. very enjoyable, and that. I don't even understand the game completely, and I still just – I was eating it up. I was watching the game, and I don't really have – I knew Ovechkin. That's really the only person before the Stanley Cup started. That's the only person I could name in the series, and I thought yeah. it was great. It, I was interested to ask you, John, what is it – or so Ovechkin's been – I think you said earlier, this is his 13th year. Is that right? Uh, yes. Or so. And he's been, if not the best player in the NHL for probably – the. Past ten years, he's been right there, right? I mean, he's like led the league in scoring or in goals. Right. What, what's been what's why why has it been so hard for him to get over the hump? Why is it said? It reminds me of Dirk when he finally got over the hump with Dallas in two thousand eleven. And what was it with Ovechkin? Why did what was kind of his shtick before this? Just couldn't win the big game or what?
1: Well, uh, he's always been a goal scorer, and that's what he's known for. Is he he scores goals? And I think early on in his career, that was his prime focus was being the scorer and his defense kind of suffered because of that. And um, he's worked on that the past several years and that, that shows and he, when he brought the defense on and then I mean, he's continuing to produce the goals as well. And then with the right group around him, Holtby has been great the past couple of years for him a yeah. goal. Yeah. And that, that showed as well. And I think just everything kind of came together finally and he deserves it too. So I'm glad it did.
3: Well, so it, it was cool. I mean, I was kind of rooting for I, – I really didn't ha- – I was going to be happy with either team that won, but it was kind of cool watching Vegas win, or Vegas and the Stanley Cup and they're the inaugural season. But also, like, rooting for Ovechkin. it kind of – and we'll talk about this later, but it, you see Ovechkin lift up that – the Stanley Cup trophy after the game, and that was – it makes you think, like, what – you see Kevin Durant winning with the Warriors, and that just looks boring. And then you see, Kev, like, Ovechkin, it looks like his whole life goal, what he's bl- blood, sweat, and tears in for – 10 plus years or longer than that with Little League and everything else. But just, it was so cool seeing them win it. And them skating around the ice with the trophy over their head might be the coolest celebration I've ever seen. That was just. That's
0: also the coolest trophy in sports, right? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty cool.
3: I do like the NBA Finals trophy and the Super Bowl, but I
2: don't know. That's tough. I don't know. The Stanley Cup is the coolest. Why, why do you say it's the coolest? I mean, does it have everyone's name on it? It looks like is So every player on the winning team's name is etched into the Stanley Cup. Is that
1: right? That's my understanding. And I don't know how far back it goes, but I know they keep adding those levels. You can see when you look at the cup, the levels at the bottom, they keep adding more onto it to be able to engrave more names on it.
2: Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, is it the same Stanley Cup each year? So it's you don't get your own? To keep? No. No. Nope. It's the that. coolest trophy in sports. sports. Well, that,
3: that adds it. That adds uh, like a little ah. coolness to it. And like, you can mean, eat cereal out of it. That and means Ovechkin's I mean, doing a cake stand with the same <laughs> Stanley yeah. Cup that Wayne Gretzky drank out of.
1: Yeah. That's, and I'd recommend cool. you can follow all these guys on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. They pass the cup around throughout the year. So each player will get like a week with it and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. Well,
3: just recently, Ovechkin has been sleeping with the cup. I saw recently he was in bed with the cup, literally just, just him in the cup. And then he was at the Nationals game, just kept like, I no one even that. watched the Nationals games. They just, he just kept lifting the cup up over his head like every other inning. And it was just it was great. The crowd went nuts. It was so fun. I, I honestly don't know if Ovechkin's had a sober moment since the end of the Stanley Cup, but you go ahead and live it up. I mean, he finally got him one. It's, go ahead and live it up. But. I wanted to – brought this up to us before, and I wanted to ask your opinion, John, but can a player – like, you watch the NBA and you can see LeBron can single-handedly, seems like, get someone to the finals. And Tom Brady can – just adding Tom Brady to a roster in the NFL, you're, you're a chance at a Super Bowl. Can one player have that same uh, level of effect on the team, or does it take more of a team effort in hockey, in your opinion?
1: I would say it definitely overall takes more of a team effort. Um, so you've got 20 players every game that's on your team. And so you've got seven more guys at a time, right? Not <laughs> this, right. You've got uh, four offensive line, three D pairs, and they're constantly changing out. I mean, I, I know uh, from my understanding, um, LeBron James played the full game a couple of times, yeah. like all 48 yeah. minutes. <laughs> all 48 so a hockey game, 60 minutes total. And if a player plays a lot of minutes, it, they might hit 30 minutes. And that's like yeah. a lot oh, of okay. minutes play. And so, I mean, they just don't have enough ice time to be that impactful. Um, if there that was a sense. position that could, maybe goalie. And you kind of saw that a little bit with Vegas with Marc-Andre Fleury, who was just a beast all playoffs. Um, the goalie might be able to turn it, but even that, not, not to the same level, I don't think. Well,
3: and that's what uh dad mentioned this too like how did the how did vegas get such like in flurry one of the best goalies in in in
2: hockey like how did the, how did the expansion team did, end up How did the expansion him? team yeah get that good i mean what
1: it's and you're one man, it's a strange process so y'all y'all went into the details a little bit a couple episodes ago with the you know each team got to protect seven offensive players yeah. three defensive players and a goalie there were a little bit of other small roles in there too but one of the strategies, I guess, when you're protecting making your list of protected players is you've got this young guy that you've got on contract for four or five years and you've got this old veteran that you've got on contract for one more year and you're probably going to lose him after that. So it's like, let's not protect him. Let's protect this young guy that we've got for a while and just makes sense. It's a loss, but it's a loss. But in the case of Marc-Andre Fleury and actually a lot of teams, they they were kind of scared that a player they wanted to keep was going to be taken. And so they actually made a trade with Vegas for I think it was like expansion draft considerations is what they called it, which was basically take this player instead of who you might take and we'll throw in a draft pick or two. Huh. And yeah, Mark huh. Andre Fleury was actually one of those. So Pittsburgh said, please take Mark Andre Fleury and we'll give you a couple of draft picks. And Vegas was it. Like, instead oh, of maybe taking the okay. <laughs>
3: we really think. It's got potential right. or something interesting, and they probably would have so taken
1: marc Andre Fleury anyway, or at least. So it's was probably it. a dumb
3: move,
0: but yeah,
1: and a lot of owners did that. Unfortunately, and I think that's why Vegas turned out the way they did. But
3: yeah, well, it it seems like awesome. I, I did some reading about it, and it just seemed like the NHL kind of rushed into it a little bit and didn't. It seemed like they almost didn't think this out, and I just feel like uh, a expansion team. I mean, I remember when the Texans got into the NFL. They were like a laughing. They got David Carr, but other than that, it was David Carr and a bunch of Joes around him. And it, then you watch the Vegas Knights, and maybe part of it's what you're saying. It seems like did they have just a well, like did they have a star, or are they just a well rounded team
1: with veterans? Um, they had. Um, I mean, Mark Andre Fleury was a strong veteran, and then they okay. had James Neal, who's a strong offensive veteran. Other than that, um, this guy Marches, though, that they got from Florida, he he showed up this year and I, I don't think he I, I haven't gone back to look at his previous stats, but he had a very strong year this year. And from my understanding, I didn't know who he was before this year, to be honest. And I think they just they just had players that showed up this year. And, and some of that could be, you know, their team kind of gave up on him and got rid of him. Uh, yeah, expansion a chip drafting, on your shoulder. Yeah. A little bit more motivation to play well too, so. So,
3: as a fan of the sport, do you think it's good for hockey that a team can get to the Stanley Cup in the first year or is it kind of like demeaning? Cuz what the Maple Leafs haven't been there in mean, <laughs> 30, 40 years or something.
1: Yeah, I I think for the game it, it's probably a good thing, especially for I mean Vegas to to get fans in early and and hopefully keep them. It's, that makes sense. I I don't think I'd want this in the future. Uh, maybe like making the playoffs would be a good goal for an expansion team, but being, you know, at the Stanley Cup first year, I maybe I'm just a little bitter because the Stars haven't been in a while either. But <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: well, that's yeah. what I, I looked at as like fans of, of teams that have been around for a while. And you, you've you've paid, your, paid your dues, and then you see Ve- the city of Las Vegas gets a damn team, and then they're in the Stanley Cup finals in year one. Feel,
1: so I went to opening night in Dallas. Vegas was actually in Dallas for their very first game. So I went to that game. And that was shortly after the Vegas shooting. And so they had like a little yeah. pre-games there. So it, it was, it is cool to see the team do so well immediately after that incident and then have just yeah. a strong team to kind of Good get point. around. That was kind of cool to
0: see.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That helps out cities a lot that are in need for sure. That's like, yeah. uh, like new Orleans with the saints after Katrina. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Having that incredible season did a lot for the city. So
3: for, for any, if you had to win, like for Ovechkin in the Capitals, for any t- city that you had to win the Stanley Cup final on the road, Las Vegas is a pretty, pretty solid one to be the city you're in when you win <laughs> it. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna win it in at home, yeah, Vegas would be pretty <laughs> sweet. Uh, I know, I know, Dad. You seem to have an opinion. I mean, you were talking about this, and I was gonna ask. I think LJ would have. Who do you, who do you think's a better athlete, LJ, a hockey player or an NBA player?
0: I mean, I think they're on a similar scale of athlete if you're taking like the average player, right? I think they're right on a similar scale, except one of them has to do it on ice skates. So I lean hockey in that. If you're talking about like the greatest of each thing, I think it's my, maybe a different discussion, you know, like if you're talking, say Jordan versus Gretzky, I don't know what I'd say towards that, but I know that like, I think the average player in the NHL is a lot like the average player in the NBA, but they have to slide around a lot faster
1: hmm. job. What do what do you think? Well, you know, I, I think you can take a guess. So uh, I would say <laughs> hockey, um, for the same reasons. I mean, similar needs athletic wise, but on skates and then add like at any moment you could get just steamrolled by somebody Yeah. and you have to be prepared yeah. for that at any time. Um, that being said, if you know, you taught LeBron how to skate, I think he could be quite the force <laughs> on the <laughs> as well. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, right. LeBron could be the force in any sport he chose. I mean, yeah. he's just that's pretty true. Of him, that absolutely,
3: it was just whatever
2: ball they put in his hand when he was a baby. That's what but, he was going to be a stud at. But I, I gotta disagree with you guys. So I mean, okay, if you an NBA player, I think is one of the better athletes of of any sport. I mean, and, and I'm you know okay. NFL player. A, a, I'm not saying a hockey player's not an athletic person. But I think if you lined up and, and I, to, to use your LJ, what you said, the average basketball player and the average hockey player, and you had them do a decathlon, I think I think the basketball okay. player would probably win more often. I mean, they pro- they jump more. I mean, a hockey player's not really jumping; doesn't jump very often. Well, I mean, they both have hand-eye coordination. Um, True. You know, I don't know how skating correlates to running, but I would think they probably, if you're a good fast skater, you probably can run fast. You've got strong legs. Uh,
0: It's similar muscle groups. Yeah,
2: yeah. so similar muscle groups. um, But I just – I think – and then that's what – you know, generally it's accepted that the decathlete is the best athlete in the Olympics anyway, or at least the most well-rounded. And I think if you put all the NBA basketball players against all the NHL hockey players against all the NFL football players even perhaps – I think basketball players would come out on top. That's not to say there's some there's some basketball players that are um, rotund and you know they're they're better basketball players than they are athletes. Now, you probably have that in every sport. It's like the the uh, offensive lineman in football. I
0: mean, I think though if you throw like the the Warriors on skates and the Caps on a court, I mean, they're both going to be terrible teams, but I think I would re- I would
2: take the well, now that's interesting. How big is a rock? I would yeah. take, I would take the I hockey team take, with the basketball over because yeah. it, hockey is a specific skill that one has to have. Uh, yeah. Definitely.
0: But it's like an extension of a skill that, that you have in mm-hmm. other sports. Like knowing to skate doesn't take away from your ability to run. So I, I lean towards hockey for a myriad of reasons well, I guess Well
3: interestingly and I, we briefly brought this up before in a previous episode but there there was back back in the day ESPN's page 2 did this big long article where they tried to look at the de- degree of difficulty of each sport and just which what sport's the most physically demanding and they just yeah. got they got a bunch of experts and they, they listed out uh different groups like uh, endurance strength power speed agility flexibility a lot of different things hand eye coordination and they just ranked each one, and they got a total number, like in a big Excel sheet, basically. And they said that boxing was Monday the number April. one most diffi- degree of difficulty sport. Ice hockey two, football three, basketball four. Hmm. That's what they. And I think part of it comes out to what John and LJ referenced of basketball players. You don't the the physicality of it's not the same. I mean, there are there is some, but you're not. When a skater's sitting there flying around, you're not only are you flying around, you're keeping, you're, you're have the handout coordination of this little bitty puck that's also flying around, but also someone could decleat you or I guess de-scat. I mean, you could get your head knocked off at any, any moment. Well, but,
2: but let me add this. I think when you ask me who's the better athlete, to me, the physicality, being able to take a punch by a boxer or a hit, that uh, you could be a hell of an athlete and not want to get hit. I, so I, to be a, an athlete does not mean that you can take a hit. To me, I, so I almost I almost take that out of the equation. If if that makes sense, I mean I'm I'm not so you're wrong, that because, but it makes sense. But, but I take the ability to take a, a physical hit out sure, of that makes place. sense.
3: Well, where they gave hockey the big edge, and it looks like the big edge over everyone besides boxing was hockey. They said the endurance. You have to have a lot of endurance for hockey, which I guess kind of like soccer. You're constantly there's not there's not really yeah, it a never break. you are going unless you come out. I mean, you're nope. going, 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 and then they gave the hand eye coordination a big a big plus to hockey over a lot of other sports. So it, it, it's interesting to me, but I kind of when Dad referenced it of you take like Alex Ovechkin and put him next to LeBron and let's just go through. The ten, like ten different athletic tests, you know, jumping, running, whatever. I, I do think LeBron probably is better at most of them, but uh,
2: now, that I, may be unfair because LeBron's probably better than almost anybody on the planet.
0: Well, it's like in soccer, Josie Altidore, or is that? I think that's how you'd say his yeah. name. Uh, joined the U.S. men's team and was phenomenal because he was the type of athlete that could have made it in another professional sports league.
3: We mentioned LeBron. Let's. I, I do. I did want to ask you guys. Did y'all see after Game Four? He, we didn't know he was hurt mm-hmm. at any point, but after they got swept and it looked like the Cavs basically quit in Game Four, LeBron shows up to the press conference wearing a cast on his hand and basically says that my hand was is all but broke. It's pretty much broken, is what he told reporters. Yeah. And a lot of people seem to uh, turn sou- – are a little annoyed with LeBron because it seems kind of petty that after the game, you're going to go, oh, by the way, I've been hurt since game one. And apparently, interestingly, is how he hurt it. This is all – this is kind of conspiracy theory. But after uh, J.R. Smith had his gaffe in game one – LeBron punched a chalkboard and broke the chalkboard cool. and broke his right hand. Actually,
0: the the story has come out from him, I believe, that uh, he oh, punched a, he punched a whiteboard. So you're close. Uh, okay. After uh, after the foul that we talked about, that they changed with uh, Kevin Durant, that charge or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, after the game, but that was his emotional. That's what he's claiming is his the the reason he did it. Um, so he's not
3: blaming his teammate. He's he's blaming,
0: blaming the, the refs or or maybe himself, but. Um, the so but like when would you have preferred him to come out with the cast on like game 2? Well, and, if you're and going leave that to vulnerability come, out there for well, the warriors that, to take advantage of, well, yeah, I, get why he wouldn't, I, I, I
2: get why he wouldn't in game 2 because it might change the way Golden State played him. So I can get I can get the reason you might if you're not going to sit out a game, I can get the reason you might conceal an injury because And it did yeah. seem to affect his
3: game. am not I'm not saying he's lying cuz he, his three-point shot went It felt after that fifty-one point performance in Game One, his threes weren't there. His field goal percentage dropped down. He started. He was shooting sixty percent before that in the playoffs, and then he was shooting forty-nine in the final three and twenty-five from three-point range. Yeah, so he definitely something happened to his game. It seemed like he missed a bunch of shots around the rim. But yeah, Dad, I just he already we didn't know about it for four games he could have just gone 10 more minutes and not been wearing a cast at the press conference and no one would have known about it why
0: why not put a broken hand in a cast why do you have to wait so the press doesn't know that you play like
3: yeah because it seems like an, it almost seems like an excuse so I think what what he's getting flagged for I think it's silly whatever but where so the you cast. think
0: his excuse was I was so stupidly angry that I punched a wall and screwed over my team and he thinks this is a good thing he thinks this is what paints him in a good light.
3: I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. I'm telling you why other people are annoyed with LeBron James right now. Because it's the typical after you lose, you go, oh, I was hurt the whole time. They didn't beat me at full health. I think the
0: truth is when you decide to step out on the court or you decide to do your job in any sense, like, you know, who cares if you're injured? That's you're here to do your job. Like, I don't care that Michael Jordan had the flu. You know, you you just go out and you do your job. And if you can't do your job, then...
3: I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw this out there, Dad. You may disagree. Michael Jordan didn't have the flu. He just got drunk as hell the night before. And was well, labor. actually,
0: the the most likely story was uh, uh, food poisoning from
2: what I've read. Because
3: uh, um, Utah gave him food poisoning before the night before?
2: <laughs> Whatever. He well, was sick. He played. And he, and he didn't bitch about it. He didn't. I mean, as oh far as I God. remember. He,
0: it, it was, was like
3: the biggest, show. most dramatic thing power in power. all of sport. <laughs>
0: Oh, good God. That's how
3: you can tell he's the 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 MJ guy over here because he didn't. Michael Jordan was over with ice packs like every time out they had to like lift his feet up and put Scotty ice Scotty Pippen's carrying
0: and, him on his back out to the court saying, It's okay, buddy, it's okay. But he didn't make a big deal of it, you know. It was just like <laughs> <laughs> He really felt bad, for God's
2: sake. I mean And LeBron played cool. with a broken hand. It's it's do Sometimes, your job. We're not at work price of gas. Somebody's put some ice on no, the back no. <laughs> of my Jordan in the flu huh? game. You price of gas. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody some needs to bring I me some
3: cool reason, water have a hard time seeing <laughs> the comparison there. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then yeah. you got, and then you got the whole. Uh, speaking of conspiracy theories, the whole remember when Paul Pierce uh, had to get wheeled out on a wheelchair, and then came back like in the same game, Dad. Ah, uh, vaguely. It was I in the finals against really the long. Lakers, and uh, apparently, some people have have been. It's rumored that it actually wasn't that he got hurt. He uh, he had an accident in his britches and had to go clean <laughs> himself up. And that's why I had to go leave the game in a wheelchair because there was mess a meltdown. If
2: I had an accident in my britches in Boston Garden in the finals, I would probably <laughs> want a wheelchair to take me off. So uh, I'd
3: like to get that clean. Then you are getting chafing. You are getting all kinds of issues there if you don't get that. that oh situation Lord. fixed.
2: Anywho, <laughs> I
3: will say if LeBron, so if he broke his hand after Game One, which in Game One he had fifty one points, uh, seven rebounds, and eight assists on sixty percent shooting, and played forty eight minutes. And then if he if he had a broken right hand from two to four, which it looks like he may have, I'd like to to I'd want my team to have uh, a player as good as LeBron James one handed, because LeBron James with a broken hand had forty four minutes a game, twenty eight points per game, shot forty nine percent, and had eight rebounds and eleven assists. So one handed LeBron was still a pretty good pretty good asset to have. Maybe that's how he makes his money next year is he uh, he sends his
0: uh, right hand to South Beach and his left hand to L A. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that that gets to the next question of what do you do? You, where do you want LeBron, Dad? What do you want? What do you think LeBron does, or what do you want LeBron to do from here?
2: Uh, you know, I I really don't care. I mean, I don't have a an idea of what I want him to do. I think if Are you I was tired him, of seeing the Warriors, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want him to go to the Warriors. I will say that if he went to the Warriors, that's like complete sellout. So I don't know why. I mean, and and you could bring KD into it, whatever. But. I think LeBron can't go to the Warriors. I think he goes to the Lakers. I think you go to the Lakers. There's a lot of business opportunities for him out there. He can put a pretty decent team together uh, around him. He could probably take Paul George. You've got uh, Lonzo. You've got Randall. You've got uh, uh, what? Brandon Ingram. I get Um, the whole
3: business opportunity in L.A., but aren't we in 2018? You can do business from anywhere. I mean, we have private jets and video. It still matters. It still matters. matters.
2: It, it matters. And plus uh, the weather, have you ever spent any time in San Diego? I've been to San Diego maybe twice. And I mean, it's worth being out there. It's probably it's just, better than you're Cleveland. saying
0: it's nicer it's than right. Cleveland in winter. It's,
2: it's, yes, I'm saying it's nicer than Cleveland in winter. It's uh, it's a beautiful place to live. If I'm LeBron, I go, I go
0: to Golden State because the only, the only metric that matters is, is championships. That's nobody but ever I don't talks think about. It
3: was though, LJ. I think I, I get what you're saying. And that was the case. But if we look back over the last, like if we look back at the 2015 finals, you're going to go. Steph Curry had that that championship where he the Warriors revolutionized basketball, and it was great. But then, and then you remember 2016 was LeBron and the Cavs came back. But then the last two years. I don't even think of that as Kevin Durant won finals MVP the last two years, but really all I remember, like this past year, this was LeBron's playoffs. It's not Kevin Yeah, but you've got, re-
0: you've got recency bias. Um, if you look back at Jordan's era, you count numbers. You don't
3: think in 20 years when we look back at this, yeah,
0: you're counting numbers. You're looking at hard. In 20 stats. years when
3: we look back, we're going to go, do you see what LeBron did with this Cleveland team? Played 45 minutes a game. 45
0: minutes a game. You're looking at hard stats in 20 years. Nobody's saying like, look what, what Bill Russell could do for 45 minutes a game. They're saying, look at his numbers. Well, that's because you're looking at hard to, stats.
3: Well, the, the film's just hard to watch from Bill Russell. If you can find well, it, that's and fair. Playing against guys guys <laughs> my height. That's fair, but the so, people like, are not going to, They might've been the a little Bill but... Russell and some hall of famers playing against us for in basketball. <laughs> yeah. They, they want most of the time.
0: I'd take them. Um,
3: I don't know but what no, John's shots like, but I'm still taking Bill <laughs> Russell over us. For
0: I, I, you're looking at hard numbers once you get later down the road. Right now, you can remember the all of the context that led up to it, but the context gets lost over time.
3: Do you think Kevin Durant regrets his decision at all when you Why see would like he? because you see when when guys win champ like you you remember the the Kevin Garnets and anything is possible and LeBron saying Cleveland this is for you and then Ovechkin raising the trophy up. There's something about when You win one for your city, and Kevin Durant will never be Golden State's guy. It's always Kevin Durant or Steph Curry's team, yeah. But I and, think
0: I'd rank it like winning one for your city, winning one, and then way down, not winning one. So
2: I don't think he regrets far it away. very much.
3: OKC was up 3 1 and he left. They were
2: but he just was playing with Russell Westbrook. I mean, and I, I as great an athlete as Westbrook is, I, I wouldn't want to play with him. I just, I'm just right. I mean, you understand what I'm saying, right?
3: Yeah, I get, I get. Winning should be more fun. The Warriors don't even look like it. Looks like it's b- boring for them to go out and win a championship. Do you see their celebration was boring? It, yeah, they're I,
0: required I just, to do it.
3: It's yeah. I don't know. I just I know. it seems like, like it's not the fun. same. So it seems like the only way we're talking about how a team can become better than the Warriors, and it seems like they got to go sign LeBron or make a super team, and yeah. or or you got to do what the or do the Sixers and tank and. At, that's where the NBA seems like it has a problem. The only ways to make a competitive roster is you either bottom out and just purposely lose for four years and hope you land a Ben Simmons or an Anthony Davis or a Joel Embiid yep. and then maybe another star comes along with it or or you, or you maybe the Lakers can and get a bunch of stars to come. But that seems like a, a flawed process if you just have to tell your fans, we just have to suck and try to lose for five years and then maybe if we don't screw up the draft, we might be okay. Uh, agreed. It's terrible. Is that, yeah. And LJ, do you... Well, you have a fix to that, you say. We we'll have a
0: couple options uh, if we'd like to talk about them. Um, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I actually, I, um, a lot of these come from uh, a website called Five Thirty Eight. It's a really great st- st- like statistician website. They do a lot about politics, but they it's also part of
3: VSPN, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was. I think it was part of VSPN, and then I think the guy just started his own. Like he started his own thing. Up maybe so. It was so good. Um,
0: but it is really good. It's just like if you're into stats uh, of anything, be it sumo wrestling or like just any stats are interesting to you, then go to 538.com Um, but so here are some ideas that some of their listeners have sent in. And so I, I think you guys might've talked about this on some, some off time, but one person named Chad uh, suggested a playoff between, uh, eliminated teams, a one and done playoff that happens between the end of the regular season and the actual playoff starting. And uh winner of said playoffs gets the first pick in the draft. So, uh, so you're not awarding someone for sucking. Right. For being the worst. Right. That that only matters in seeding for this last playoff. Otherwise, it's just a matter of you got to win this playoff to get a chance at the, the the best player. I think the con with this, though, is that you're really rewarding the most mediocre team. The team that barely didn't make the playoffs and is just about as good as everybody else.
3: Yeah, but you're. But what you're doing is you're you're incentivizing being the best possible team each year instead of incentivizing the the Sixers to purposely lose. Yeah, it's better than the Sixers. Basically it's better than We're going to lose as much as we want.
2: Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully we land a star. You're incentivizing being the best team that you can be. But also, you know, whatever whatever that is, you're incentivizing being the best
0: team out of the sake. Like it's still. You have a better chance if you're in the middle. The poor stay poor. The middle get a little richer. The middle class grows, but the, well, so the that's lower interesting.
3: class. I think me and dad found the another. So we sat here yesterday went, after we couldn't figure out how to work the internet and we weren't going to record a <laughs> podcast yesterday. Me and dad just started working this out. And I originally heard the thought of an uh, elimination tournament between these teams for the pick from Bill Simmons. He floated <laughs> around on on a, in the Book of Basketball, I think, way back in the day, he floated the he, idea around. was in the
2: Book of Basketball? Really?
3: And he's he's floated so this idea since his page two on the ESPN days. It's been oh, a while. The good but days. He, um, the, what, me, what me and Dad thought about is if you're that – so right now, 16 teams make the playoffs. If you're the eighth seed in the West and you're a mediocre team, you still may tank a little bit at the end of the year, like you purposely lose a couple of games. So instead of go to play the Warriors in round one and get swept most likely – now, you're probably the best team in this elimination tournament, and you might get the first pick. So, we don't f- completely fix our issue. Right. Well, so, I've got
0: a couple other options. Okay. Um, so, this was suggested by a couple guys named Sam and Cody. And they suggested that you are uh, these
3: like friends of yours because you just keep throwing no, they're out. From bases, like they're from 538. They're I just didn't want to like
0: steal you. their work, you know. I don't want to like make it seem like these are all my original ideas because my original ideas suck for this. I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell I you my original idea, original idea real quick. Yeah, my original, original idea, said. uh, for this is maybe you set up a system where teams with lowest fan attendance gets the highest draft pick, so that way the teams in most need of a star player, uh. Get the highest draft pick. The problem with that is owners will start telling their fans, "Hey, don't don't show up. We're we want to get
3: you know yeah. Joel Embiid or whatever. Just yeah. like take a year where no one comes to the game. We'll take a loss yeah. and then get so the first. So that's obviously that's a problem. A, you, yeah, that that one seems like it has way more holes than just that too. I think yeah. that's a pretty. <laughs> cool
0: that's the best one yeah. I came up with. So that's why I'm sticking with so Sam and Cody Let's over here. Let's hear Sam and
2: Cody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Cody.
3: they Sam
0: and Cody. They have a system. Okay, so you basically buy futures on other teams. And so, like, the way this works is the lowest-ranking team of this year, they get to pick whose record they want to own next year. So, like, say um, the Mavericks were the lowest record this year. They then look look at what the scope of the world is going to be next year, and maybe they say, okay, so next year, the Cavaliers aren't going to have LeBron, I don't think. So I would like to own their pick, and whatever their record suggests that they should pick, that's where I get to pick. So then... The cool thing about that is you're incentivized at the end of the year to do better because somebody else owns your pick. You also get the chip on your shoulder. If you make the playoffs and somebody that owns your pick is on the other side of the court, then it's like they didn't even think they thought we'd be in the top five picks or whatever. Like it's I think that'd be a cool way to like put a chip on a shoulder. It'd make some really neat storylines in my opinion.
3: So this year so this year the Phoenix Suns with they had the worst record, they would get to choose what team they want their pick for next year
2: for next year what if everybody chose the cleveland cavaliers next year
0: it's just like a draft you only pick one the first team gets to pick first the second team gets to pick some everybody left in the pool they get to pick from those teams. And then the third team gets to pick from everybody left in the pool after those two picks. Does that make sense?
3: Seems like it'd be really hard to it's already hard enough to keep up with like who has whose first round pick and which one's protected and unprotected. And now you're getting to where we're all swapping picks. That's the con here is that
0: it's really complicated for the at-home fan, right? It's like it, i think it's really interesting. I think it leads screw to
3: around and find the team like they, they end up with a pick where could happen. That's why that's why I like this a lot
0: because it's like uh, it's the team that are that's best at like seeing the future and picking strategy. It turns the draft into a stock market. I think it's super cool, uh, but it's super complicated.
3: That, you're going to end up with a team that's run like like the the Cleveland Browns are run, and they're just always shitty because they can't figure this stuff out. Yep, I think it's fun, but or, okay. Or they were like John Gruden; they won't they won't do analytics. They they don't like math. So so I've got I've got one more.
0: I got one more. All right. Okay. So this is an idea from Brett Schwab, another friend of mine from the website, and I've never met him. Okay. Um, <laughs> his idea we'll call the tombstone date. And so basically, the number of balls you get in the lottery is uh, uh, multiplied uh, from the amount of wins you get after your tombstone date. And your tombstone date is the date that you are eliminated from playoff contention. So if you get eliminated a month before the playoff start, then every win you get gets you closer to getting the number 1 pick.
3: Okay, so the the day you get eliminated from the playoffs, every win from there is how many balls you get?
0: Yeah, so like maybe every win you get times 3 is the number of balls you get. So like the better you do after you've been eliminated. So the worst teams have the most opportunities to get wins.
3: Well, um, so you still might would just tank 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 and then as soon as you get eliminated from playoffs, now you actually start playing you you quit playing us four, and you start playing real NBA players. Well, so, so okay, so sense. you might yeah, have there's you, that
2: there's that potential
0: there. You so you might have some people start tanking to get eliminated from playoffs early. Those I think are only going to happen with teams that know they will not make the playoffs. Because if you th- if you could make the playoffs, you should at least try, right? Like you never know what's going to happen. Um, so I think you're most Unless likely there's an
3: elimination tournament for the first overall pick.
0: Well, that's a different scenario, but yeah. Um, well, and I guess yeah. So so this is if you know you're going to get eliminated sure maybe you tank a couple of games try to get eliminated as quickly as possible but then uh you still have to play good basketball at the end of the year you have teams so then you have like say the Suns playing against maybe the Spurs who are potentially resting starters because they've got to uh get to the playoffs and but that game is now interesting because the Suns if they get this that's an extra uh, you know uh 3% that's chance at the number 1 right pick ball. like that's uh, and then if you have games that would normally be meaningless, like, say, the Suns versus uh the Mavericks, then that game becomes interesting because the winner of that, not the loser of that, but the winner of that has a better chance of getting a high pick.
3: So why not just why is that any better than than they're seated on their record for this tournament at the end of the year? I think that well, so I think the tournament leads to
0: possible injuries for young players, um, because these teams that are not making the playoffs tend to not have veteran leadership. So I think you're more likely to have, you know, maybe a Joel Embiid or somebody like that uh, have a I mean, serious injury. But you could get
3: hurt anywhere.
0: You could get yeah, hurt, but any- like, but we're adding games. There, we're adding possibilities for so, them to get hurt. So
3: there, that's why you take away twenty games, make it a sixty-game regular season. Because we already played too many regular season games. I'm intrigued by that. Okay, that's a decent solution. And then you do this tournament, and it even gives the playoff teams like, one, I think this tournament's more interesting than the playoffs were this past year.
2: Definitely would have (laughs) been this year, no doubt. But I'm
3: also saying that the the playoff teams, like, you do this, take this for like a week or two. So it gives the playoffs teams like a week and a half to rest and and heal up for the playoffs. But you you also give
0: the the 15th best team becomes the team that's most likely to get the first round pick. You know, like
3: it's... But I don't think you'll have a team that goes... Fourteen and sixty-five or whatever, because they're they're not going to purposely lose. They'll try to win. Sure. I think the gap sure, may but not be still, as far
0: between. But you're you're not helping the teams that that are the worst, and that's what the draft in, in traditionally in every sport is about: is helping the draft team that,
3: and sign better, and you'll get better. You like you well, like but, the whole but you can't draft better three. now
0: because because the the teams that are right in the middle are the ones that always get the better draft picks, not the teams at the bottom. The Browns would never stop being the Browns because they would never have the opportunity to stop being the Browns.
3: Beat them. It's just like if you don't like someone running up the score, then stop But they keep getting the number one pick. These teams that you're
0: trying to beat in the tournament keep getting that pick over you, and they're better than you in the first place because they beat you last year.
3: So the Nuggets didn't get in the playoffs. They would have been the number one seed in this tournament this year in the NBA. Yeah. We did this tournament. If -hmm. they would have won it, they would have got the first overall pick. They get... Uh, Luka Doncic or Marvin Bagley or whoever or DeAndre Ayton they're going to be better next year they're likely going to make the playoffs soon so that now they'll
0: well, be in that yeah, next but year. so, then, so then all that say. happens is a playoff caliber team drops down and it doesn't necessarily change the pool for the people on the bottom but I'm saying it just no, make, it shuffles up the, the middle the bottom
2: has to bring them we have to make a system where the bottom brings himself up by some yeah. means and so I think what you're going to have is you're going to have 16 teams make the NBA playoffs and you're going to have 14 teams that are going to be closer together as time goes by. It's not, those 14 teams won't be so spread out in talent because that If you see the one through 14, the 14th team knows they've got to improve you're going to bring those 14 play teams more in the middle. I think you're going to bring, I think you're going to bring the lower and hell, We've up. watched
3: March Madness. I mean, you watch Chicago Loyola, Chicago got to the final yes, four and they're not run. As talented. they it
2: is run. But well, it's a single I, elimination absolutely. tournament.
0: Absolutely. And anything can happen, but, but you're still uh, giving the best opportunity to the teams that already have a little bit more. And, and then, so if you, if, so here's a, here's a thought is maybe you start making your team based on winning this tournament. So instead of getting a super team, you get like a, a medium super team, you know, like you try going for the, the not quite top 12 players, medium rare super team. Um, you try to go for like the, the 12 to 24 best players, you know, try to get like a mediocre roster so you can get that high draft pick, then get the superstar and then build from there.
3: You just try to, to construct then, the best team possible. Every year, well, you try to make the, the sure, best team but possible. but how does
0: that compete with the superstar league? Like, you how are you getting LeBron? How are you convincing KD to come to your team? How are you convincing uh, these By having a Penn Simmons
3: team. and Joe Embiid on your roster? Which, because, so you yeah, need to I mean, have this.
0: the highest draft pick. So you need to be the the. So then that is you're more likely to happen if you're in the middle. So then the middle get richer, the rich maybe get a little bit poorer, but the poor stay just so. Down would at you, the rather, bottom see, always would you
3: rather see the Sixers at least try to? Put out a mediocre team and maybe get the first pick, or would you rather see them put out D league players and lose seventy games so they can get just handed the first pick? Well, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, well, of course, no. I, I had I had
0: other solutions. Right. I right. Uh, I really like the Tombstone date. I think that means that you have to once your season is over. That doesn't mean your season is over. You still have to play for that chance to get uh, Ben Simmons. You know, you still have to play these games, and it doesn't add. It doesn't add one-and-done games that are more likely to have your young potential superstar go all out and get injured. Um, I mean, your
3: young superstar could get hurt in game 72 where he would have been resting, but since there's incentive to play, now you're going to play him. And he... well. Yeah, That's I'm not with That's your If you're shortening,
0: or, I think yeah, if you're
3: shortening the season, then I
0: get it. But if you're not shortening the season, then I think the tombstones better. And even if you are shortening the season, I still might think the tombstones better.
3: You also got to look at the NBA. If they're going to make a change, they want to monetize it. They want to see there's got to be a reason to do it financially. And this tournament's making hell of money. ESPN's well, but so is so much money to do this.
0: But but also now people will tune in to see the the tanking teams because they not won't like be tanking they do, anymore. Not if not you like they do on like
3: March Madness, this is going to be like March Madness with NBA players. Yeah, yeah. Or or okay. you know what you could do? You could just redraft the whole NBA every single year. Let's just do a fantasy draft. Every I'm year. into that.
2: Okay, and we've got a winner.
3: Random. It's 100 random who gets the first pick. Yeah, right. let's
2: come Which back down, down, down to earth. Okay, all right. <laughs>
3: All right, Dad. I think did you um, did you have a caution picked out for us this week, or?
2: Uh, or yes, I do. I do have a caution. <laughs> What's the alter- option
3: or B. the alternative, which is which is <laughs> no. <laughs> which is we cut this segment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I do, and it's a very All short caution right. question. But,
3: well, then let's get to this week's caution, Dad.
2: All right. So you have won a prize. The prize has two options, and you can choose either, but not both. The first option is a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of two thousand dollars. The second option is ten minutes on the moon. Which option do you select?
3: Only get ten minutes on the moon?
2: Only ten minutes on the moon? And I don't get I don't, any
3: kind of stipend or anything.
2: No, no, no. Well, you get to go to the moon. Is that not you get to go to the moon?
3: Like, how many people <laughs> yeah, have
2: done Europe that? Europe like the
3: six.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a two thousand dollar a month stipend. That's not going to get you a whole lot in Europe. You know? uh, do we know I mean, that
3: anyone's actually been on the moon?
2: That was Kevin. A conspiracy, right? Kevin, what are you
3: saying that's a, that's a conspiracy? Kevin, oh, I saw the ship on Arrested Development. <laughs> oh my god, that was. Uh, <laughs> is that not is that not all facts on there? I thought that oh was a very factual.
0: Um, yes, Kevin, we've been to the moon.
3: Um, okay, I think Whatever I go say I think I saw a moon rock
2: in a museum. I don't know how it got there. If it's a conspiracy.
3: Well, just like dinosaurs, but we'll get to that another you time.
2: You just spray paint a rock. So are
3: you saying it. dinosaurs are a conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my God. Conversation, but yeah. So
0: my answer to <laughs> the question <laughs> is I think you could <laughs> go a lot further with $2,000 than you think, Dad. I'm going to Europe. I'm going to live in like a little tiny village, and I'll even save up some money. I think it's going to be perfect.
3: That's my answer. Okay. Right? Right. John, what, what do you think, John? What are you going with?
1: I'm thinking I'd, I'd have to go to the moon because I just don't see myself getting to the moon any other way. Fair. I take advantage of this one to go that's for fair. ten minutes. So <laughs> I think I'll uh, I'll take jumping on the moon. <laughs>
3: See that that's mm. a fair point because like there's a chance I'd like look into some money or a good trip and I go down to Europe. But there, I'm probably not going to the moon any other time but this one opportunity. But I'm just I I don't. How long do I get to go? Twelve months, Dad. Is that what you said? Twelve months.
2: Yeah. Year in Europe. Two
3: thousand dollar a month month stipend.
2: Well it's a year. Year's twelve months, right? So yeah. You get a year in Europe. Yeah. Twenty-four thousand dollars. Twenty-four thousand dollars in a year in Europe. Or ten minutes on the moon. That doesn't sound too shabby to me. Twenty four thousand dollars is nice, yeah. Yeah.
3: Give me give me I'm gonna go to Europe. What do you what do you think, Dan? I, I think I think twenty-four thousand dollars is enough for me to well, I'd probably be in trouble.
2: I'd probably uh, have I'll to supplement it. supplement my income a little bit over there, but uh well, you know I, could, you, I mean you don't a, have
0: to stay in Paris every night, you know. They're like Little tiny villages, and you could stay in hostels. I you can't bring Tammy on that much money.
2: Like the two people, I think would be a little much. But no, no, and this is just you know individually. But mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to put in the fact that I'd be away from Tammy for a year. We're just saying, just you know, I'm not entering that. But I think I would go to Europe though because I don't know. I want to. Um, I'm kind of more into the earth than. I mean, how long I like is the, the trip moon? to the moon. Is that like how how long does that take? Anybody know? Uh, longer than ten minutes. Sure.
0: Well, I'm kind of feeling yeah, I mean, like there.
3: they're just – I think you're just going to kind of get plopped on the moon. I don't think you have to actually go through the whole process of – You think it's like teleportation? You think
0: that yeah. to win this prize, <laughs> they just gave you a free teleporter, but the fun part is the moon, not the teleporter? Like, they could send you
3: literally anywhere, and you're like, well, 10 well, minutes you know, on the moon's I just, all I really want. I've just opened my imagination. I mean, we're already talking about going to the moon, which has never happened before in the history oh, of the Oh, my God. So- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so we're already opening our imaginations for this, uh, <laughs> okay. on, run, to this. It takes
0: to get us back to Sandy. It takes about three days to get to the moon. Um, so it'd be six days round trip to spend 10
3: minutes you can get of, It's a lot of mile It's a lot of trip just for 10 minutes. And yeah. I mean,
2: what are you going to do when you get on the moon? You're going to get out and you're going to go, wow, it's a big blue well, marble Well, okay, there. but like and it is, it's,
0: spice that view would
2: not be like, oh, wow, it's a big blue marble. Like it would be amazing. That'd be
0: the <laughs> coolest thing you will have it's ever seen in your season. life. Um, but it's a ten minute view. I mean,
3: yeah, yeah. But you probably get to. You can film it. You can do whatever you want with it. And you can and just you be also there. Kind of you
2: okay, can see okay, it. To well, the here's moon. another question. I wouldn't if I if I only had ten minutes to look at it. I wouldn't want to look through an iPhone to film it. I mean, I will. No, you wouldn't look film at it.
0: it. You'd never look at it. They've got better pictures on NASA. You would want to experience it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I want
2: to experience
0: it. But you get to experience something. You know that what? Like so you six people ever have experienced or some small number, maybe or greater, zero. Than zero. <laughs> greater than zero,
3: greater than zero. Um, (laughs) maybe, maybe you're going to be at your next get together and you can talk about your trip to Europe, which other people have, can maybe say they've done the same, but John's talking about the moon. Yeah. People are going to go listen to that because they've obviously – no one's no, ever been there. So. Nobody's
2: going to have anything to say to you because they have no point of reference. Nobody else has ever been there. <laughs> no, <Exactly>. I, I <laughs> would have questions
3: for someone that's been to the
2: moon. be like, oh, there'd be so many questions. That'd be so cool. Well, I'm not saying, Kevin, I don't hang out with Neil Armstrong if he's even still alive. I'm saying, you know, I don't know. Buzz Aldrin. I'm not, Buzz Aldrin, you know, I don't know who's all been to the moon, but there have been people on, on the moon. Have you seen
3: the flag? No, I mean it's a conspiracy. Oh go back and my watch video. god!
2: Can we wrap this up? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Europe and getting the two thousand dollars stop, and that's what I'm doing. I think I'm going to move now. I've changed my mind. Yeah,
3: okay. with with Air, with Airbnbs today, you can go get like a like a like a longer Airbnb. <laughs> so two thousand dollars can take you a ways. I'm going to stay Airbnb
0: to. on the moon. Maybe you could stay a little yeah. longer. Oh
3: shit! Yeah, that's, <laughs> now, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I got to go okay. find like Airbnb slash Moon or something. I don't know.
2: Mm, I wonder if. All you, right. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to Europe.
3: So did y'all see what happened in the uh the the end of the 76ers and Colangelo saga? So how which Colangelo
0: ended? are we talking about? Brian.
3: Brian, Cl- Jerry, but Jerry now, dad, right? Jerry Colangelo's is his dad, who's like helps run USA Basketball and has a lot of ties in in the NBA and throughout basketball. And apparently, he the reason this firing took or this separation took so long is because he threatened the Seventy Sixers by saying, "I will ruin your relationship around the league if you fire my son." That is
0: the stupidest thing to say. If you leave that implied, it might work. But if you say it out loud, now nobody will trust anything. <laughs> That the 76ers get in trouble for because it'll be the Like now they've got a free pass. They can do anything they want and say, Colangelo. I don't know. That was <laughs>
3: well. So <laughs> he was the one. So that tampered, he, he, me. S- he stepped down and he claimed in a, in a, uh, in a press release, or I, th- I don't know if he had a, st- a, conf- like a press conference or just had a statement, he will release, but he basically blamed everything on his wife. He said he knew nothing about the five accounts, he did not share information with anyone. His wife had some accounts, well, but that can't be true. Share, though, how did she find out he that he didn't information? Share disclose, but that's what—that's that, why there's so many holes. Because there's like some like very specific information that was let out, and I guess we don't know for sure if some of it's true. Like he mentioned some of the videos of Markel Fultz, and if those videos are out there, only like ten people probably have seen them, and it's him. His wife, maybe, and whoever else is running these accounts. But the reason it doesn't make sense to say all five, like maybe his wife. I do think his wife probably did some because there were some like defending, you know, his collar, and there were some defending his son at, at University of Chicago and like different things. But then there were some that was looked like a GM or something going, "Well, Jalil Okafor failed a physical, that's why he didn't get traded. Why don't you go ask him about that physical? Or why don't you go ask Markel Fultz about his uncle who's training him and broken his shot and all these different well, things."
0: He- didn't that article in the Ringer though they, they went to some like uh some uh, speech analyst that, that said that there's no way that it's more than one person on these Twitter accounts that no, I the, think the, based it was on the, the grammar and time they, of day? They,
3: I thought when they when they redid it they said there are a few that kinda seem like it it doesn't look well, okay, like, like a person.
0: I, I must have misunderstood that then.
3: But where, where it really flaws old Colangelo is the ringer did they did such a Invested they they'd really, they really they were so smart by the way they tried to figure this out. So they found five of these accounts and they were linked. And I I want to get back to the source of all this, that they're an anonymous source that told them about it. But the they learned of these five accounts that were supposedly all linked to Jerry Colangelo or uh, Brian Colangelo and him dogging his team and talking bad about different coaches and GMs and players. And they, they told him that they were aware they called the Philadelphia 76ers and said, Hey, we're aware of these Two accounts about the 76ers that seem to link to Calangelo. Do y'all have any statement? They're like, no, we'll ask Calangelo about it and then we'll give you a call back. And within like 20 minutes, all five all got five. shut down. They didn't tell him they knew yeah. about all five, but all five get yeah. shut down. So unless you're saying Calangelo's first thing was as soon as they told him, he went, honey. Are you doing something that I don't know about? Yeah. Or if he yeah. went, oh, shit, they know about all my Twitter accounts. And he went and deleted maybe three of them. And she de- deleted the one where she was defending his big collars or whatever the hell that was. Well,
0: about. it. but like the other thing is like it. I, I wouldn't fault him for talking to his wife about it like that. You know, that's fair. Whatever. Don't throw your wife yeah. under the bus then. Like,
3: that's, that's what that's I, worse. If, if it's true that the wife just completely screwed him and did all this behind his back and made him lose his job then I'd be pissed if I'm Colangelo. But if I'm the wife, I'm like, why do I take the fall for all of your BS about yeah. all the stuff you were talking about with whoever Okafor? I don't know his first name. I don't even care about your team. <laughs> I, I feel like that's hard. I, that, 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 I don't know how a marriage lasts. But Obviously, yeah. I'm not the person that... To, I think they're to about to have some problems. But yeah, I think there's some problems in that relationship moving forward.
2: Oh, yeah. There's problems. No doubt about
3: it. <laughs> but... So now the Sixers, that job is open, and you're looking at. I don't know if there's ever been a better GM job in all of sports open right now than that job.
0: You got. I've heard all across the NBA, uh, GMs are calling their agent to see how they can break their contract if it's possible. Yeah,
3: like I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that. Like I've meant, I've heard David Griffin, who was the Cavs GM last year, who got fired, and that he's trying to call and see because that makes sense if they're trying to go after LeBron, him and LeBron have a relationship. But if you're. Any GM in the league, there's just no better situation. Mean, unless you're the Warriors GM, you're like calling – I've heard they're calling up their agent like, yeah, like you said, LJ, like can you find a way for me to get out of this contract? I want to throw my hat in the ring for this because not – yeah. Here you got Joe Embiid and, and Simmons who are both under 24 and cap space to go get two max contracts. When there happens to be some guy named LeBron James out there who's at least thought about Philly, That that's interesting that that, that job comes open now and then – Do you think anybody at the
0: franchise listens to the show? Because I throw my hat into the ring too. If they're if they're looking, well,
3: I hope they don't listen to you. We also told them you're the hockey aficionado, and then John just told them that that that's. I don't think we ever outright said that I was
0: the hockey aficionado. I just talked with enough confidence, but also I think that's part of being a GM. You know, it's not necessarily knowing everything, but sounding like you do.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, look at look at John Gruden. I mean, he just.
0: I'm saying, I could I could do a ten year for half a million, like or uh, half or. Fifty million, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do half of John Gruden's contract uh, <laughs> to be your GM for your team.
3: I wonder. I, I just wonder. Shoot, you know what? LeBron should just go try to go be their GM and player. Like yeah, he yeah, already kind of wants there that with go. the Cavs. Like, just go ahead and say, I'll sign a deal with y'all. I just want to be the GM and and a player. And there you go.
0: Well, now you've thought of something that now we're that would be fire. awesome. Yeah,
3: that fixes every problem. I'll watch every game that the 76ers play after that. But then some people would just say it's the same thing we watched with the Cavaliers this past year when he traded his whole team at, at the, the trade deadline. And they said well, he was the GM on, anyway. Yeah,
2: if he was the GM at the Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know if I then still am that hiring. Yeah, I'm not hiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, hmm.
3: Aging Dr. Fagg. Dr. While we have a doctor here on board, Dad, have you ever noticed how long it it freaking takes at a doctor? I do have a
2: question. So, like, you know, I'm busy too. I mean, I have a life. I have appointments. I have things I have to do. People I need to see. Appointments. Well, I but people to keep. put ice on your back when you're pricing gas. I think you're doing all right. Well, I mean, pricing gas is important. It is important. I, I mean, I'm just I, saying you got a support I've, structure. You'll be fine. No, I've got it, but well, I, but I, nobody does it better than me. So anyway, okay. <laughs> So, what I'm wondering when I have a 115 appointment, I expect to go in there. And by God, at 115, I want to be in the doctor's office. I don't want to be sitting there reading Time magazine and then go back. Well, oh, you and, might be
3: in the doctor's office, but you might be waiting an hour after you get in the doctor's well, office. Well, then you go you
2: and then you get excited. You get excited because then they call your name. Uh, Mr. Luthringer, come on back. You go on back and you tail starts wagging in the doctors in the little exam room for a half an hour. So they weigh you and
0: then show you a model of an ear to look at because that's what you're going to yeah, have for the next so, half hour. Hey, Doc, what the hell's up
3: with hey. that? What's up? yeah if well, you just listen to us just bitching my own for a good. <laughs> <laughs> doctors suck. What do you think, John? <laughs> uh,
1: Ruth, but let's see. Uh, there's a lot of factors that I would say go into this and not just you know the doctor's time, but that being said, i will I will admit there are doctors out there that maybe overbook a little bit and get behind because of it, but. Okay. Let me, I think the easiest way would be to go through like a typical clinic schedule. And if everything went perfect, what would happen? So in general, when you're in the real world as a general practice doctor, they want you to see about 12 patients in a half day, which ends up to be a 20 minute appointments. Okay. So you have the first appointment at eight o'clock and in a perfect world, your first patient shows up at 745. So they can get their paperwork done. They get in the room at eight. You can start seeing them at eight. And for you three, I imagine y'all are relatively healthy individuals. You might have maybe one or two health problems that are doing well. I can just ask you a few questions. Hey, everything's going well. Let's get you those refills, get you out of here. Unfortunately, not every patient's that way. And in fact, most aren't. And they can have multiple problems, multiple complaints, multiple issues. And so... Let's say they're like you, and I, I knock it out. 20 minutes is perfect amount of time. I get them out. Next patient's already here. Their paperwork's done. They're ready. And th- that's just how the rest of the morning goes. It's just perfectly timed, easy patients go through. So in real-world situations, what happens is first appointment's at 8 o'clock. And most clinics will have like a late rule where if the patient shows up within 30 minutes of the appointment, they can still be seen. So what happens is that eight o'clock patient shows up at eight nineteen, uh, almost on, on the yeah, die. You can like predict sure. it. And so the next patient is <laughs> supposed to be there at eight twenty. So eight nineteen, they start making their paperwork. They're not even back in the room yet. So they're back in the room maybe by eight thirty. The eight twenty is already here. They're they're waiting. They're in room the room two waiting to be seen. So now I I just now get to my first patient. And of course they've got three complaints. One of them's uncontrolled chest pain. Oh no, are they having a heart attack? Let's call the ER, get them over to the ER before I know it. My next patient, I'm getting I'm getting ready to see my second patient that was scheduled at 820 at 845, 850. And now I'm already 30 minutes behind and that can just snowball and snowball and snowball and lead to just a disaster of a clinic day. But but about
2: hearing you say, John, I'm hearing you say that a lot of the reason is the patients don't get there in time to get prime to get in the room and get ready. Is that that
1: is that is a factor for sure that happens Pretty regularly. At least in right. my in my experience in the clinic I work at, I, I get that a lot. Okay. And then um in in really any residency clinic, they usually work with like underserved patients, uh, usually unhealthy population that have just, I mean, a massive list of medical problems that you, you have to tease through every visit to to make sure that they're not, you know, gonna yeah, go I mean, home I guess and you
3: probably should turn over doctor. every stone. If if, I, if you're my doctor, I want you to go ahead and figure out everything, make sure I'm clear.
1: So,
2: but I think it's up to you. It's up to you to, to to be. I know when I go to the doctor, I take a spiral notebook in, and I have a. I mean, I've I've got what I want to ask, and this will be good to ask. I don't know if you like that or not, John. But but I go with the list. I got three things I'm concerned about, and I take notes. When Don is talking to me, I'm taking notes on what he tells me to do. You're a good. I mean, because.
1: Well, and your doctor would corroborate that if I were to go talk to him? Yeah, yes, he will. <laughs> go, yes, he will. Go ask him.
2: Because, I mean, who ultimately – and here, I think here's what people don't realize. Who ultimately is in charge of your health care? You are. Yes, I am.
1: I 100% agree with that. Because
2: if I don't bring – if I don't tell you what's going on and if I – now, LJ had brought up something good. If, if Don asked me, so how much do you drink? You know, I'm going to make it, I'm going to skew it to my side. I'm probably, you know, I'm probably it not going to go. Little well,
3: bit. last night I shut down the bar and
2: it was <laughs> <Yeah>. wild. <laughs> last
3: night, 230
2: packs. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do
3: that.
0: You think like what? what's a good week times, you know, 75%? I think that's that's what I do. You, do you guys think about that? The there, yeah. There's
1: like, there's scale. So you get. The most common answer is like, oh, I just drink socially every few weekends, and that's like, okay, we'll take that for your word. But when they when they start talking about oh, just two or three a night, and then uh that's probably more like four or five a night. And that's that's when like, Don goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when they start counting, you assume the answer is far more than they actually Probably <laughs> more than what they're saying. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair.
3: So is it That's good. Too. Let's go on. We we've talked about we've got a little bit about uh, how doctors can be annoying and how we have to wait on doctors. But what <laughs> Oh god. Especially especially <laughs> with with um I, how you can google all your symptoms. Is it annoying as oh hell now gosh, that yeah. patients can google all their symptoms and come in with like this I might have this this or this or like dad comes in with this damn list of different things that he might have. I
0: either have a brain tumor or a migraine or a mild <laughs> headache.
1: So <laughs>
3: Or is it
1: kind of annoying that patients do that? It's, it's a little annoying. I'll be honest. It's, and I can't think of a situation where it helped anything. Like at best, they, they came to a diagnosis that I was considering too already. And it it didn't really help anything. It was just, I agree kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But I mean, patients want to have it think they know what's going on and have an idea and do their own education but I would prefer is they come to the office and I'd be like, here's the things I'm concerned about. You can read about these things and then go read about them after I, you know, suggest sure. so they so they don't freak out about the brain tumors or any other cancers. Because that's the like. problem
3: with Google. You can be as sick as, as as long as you keep Googling. You can find more things wrong with you. Yeah. And I, I go into your I go into the clinic. I'm like, John, like I'm dying. I'm dying right now. <laughs> I know I've
0: got a week to live. Just tell me, tell me that I'm right.
3: <laughs> what, so, what is? um, I don't. Maybe you can't say this. I was going to ask you. What is the most annoying thing that patients do consistently?
1: Well, I mean, we've already touched on it, but showing up late. I mean, it it just it ruins the clinic day. Like as soon as one patient shows up late, the rest of that day is just so you're a saying disaster, to be trying to catch up
0: to be a good patient. I should show up like 15 minutes early. Is that like ideal?
1: 15 minutes before your appointment time so you can fill out the initial paperwork and be in the room at your appointment time ready to go.
0: But also, I need to be the first person in the door because if I'm the third yes. person in the door, that 15 minutes turns to 65 minutes. Yep. Okay. All right.
1: Fun, well, but you- for the listeners out there, make your appointment for the first slot in either the morning or the afternoon clinic. And that'll that'll Oh, yeah.
0: Afternoon. Okay. Time. Yeah. The new shift. Mm-hmm. That's where I would be. Right. Okay. I'll
1: know that yeah. now.
3: So like, go ahead and just take that 745 a.m. I mean, as early as they'll let me come in the door, I just go ahead and take it and I'll get it in and out of there.
1: And your weight will be well, minimized.
3: Yes.
2: But who says, so I, that deal you said, John, where your appointment's at eight and as long as you get there at 819, you have, to, who makes the rule where you have to see him? I mean, if you're the doctor, why can't you say that's bullshit? You missed your appointment. I'm not going to make everybody wait. And, and, oh, by the way, you're paying for your appointment because you didn't tell me. I mean, I think that would be fair. If I don't call you and tell you that I'm going to miss an appointment, you ought to bill me. I mean, and, and everybody runs late every now and then. If I'm a good patient, you might give me, cut me some slack every now and then. But I think it'd be fair if you go, look, I ain't got time to see you today, Lifford. I mean, you just, and I'm going to send I'm, you a uh, bill.
1: When I'm a big fancy doctor that partially owns my own <laughs> practice, like your doctor does, then maybe, uh, maybe, maybe one day I can make those rules. But for now, it's just whoever runs the clinic, they make the clinic rules. And that's the, the clinic's okay. rule that I have to follow. Well, and if you're serving
0: people kids. in need a lot of times they don't necessarily have the means to give you the heads up 3 hours in advance or anything like that. Like True.
1: Yeah, they're they're yeah, they tough and they they're trying to use public transportation and they're, you know, there's a lot of factors there. And too. they're a
0: lot more likely mm-hmm. to if they get kicked out and have to pay for the appointment, they'll just not go to a doctor then and who knows what could happen then. So, That's But what's true.
3: what's yeah. kind of funny to me is I feel like I bet there's more often, or not more often, but a lot of times someone will go they're not that uh, worried about getting to their nine o'clock appointment right at nine because in their head, they're like, well, I'm not going to get into the damn door. Till that's how I usually so am. Like, I'll, I'll try, try to get up. at and nine. That's what ruins the whole day is that yeah. one person does it at eight thirty and now John's behind the eight ball for until lunch.
0: Because, because I, I decided
2: I'm not, I'm not getting in, but yeah. so, so when I'm pissed at the doctor's office because I'm an hour behind, I should beat the <laughs> hell out of somebody walking out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, just a patient walking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hell out of <laughs>
3: okay. So we're saying at least at least with with uh the, the the doctors that we're talking to, they're not back there just kicking their feet up while we're waiting in the room looking at your little ear thing or whatever else is in the <laughs> in that clinic room. They're not just sitting there chilling. They're probably annoyed at somebody else that Showed up late I, for uh,
1: I probably shouldn't call out y'all's dad's doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I highly doubt he is. Uh, I can't speak for y'all's doctors personally, but unlikely. Uh, most doctors oh, I know. I know what Don, Don's t-
2: out there. Personally. Don's out there seeing where we- yes is in concert next or something. <laughs> I know what he's doing.
3: My first thought when I was thinking about what, what annoying things that patients do, I always thought about like for a, a dentist like if someone came in to get their teeth clean after just eating some disgust, like something where their breath was just stinking, I guess that really wouldn't affect a doctor, really. You don't really get in there. Their breath range as much. I mean, a
0: a patient that hadn't showered might be a problem,
1: but. That that happens, yeah.
3: Are you, uh, John, are you interested in uh, sports medicine?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay.
3: Well, so when you see someone like that, do you follow that David Chow guy at all? Have you seen him? That guy on Twitter who's. is. He's at Pro football doc on Twitter and has, like, a ton of followers. And every time there's, like, a big injury in sports, people send him the video, especially, like, football. They'll send him the video, and they're like, oh, well, that right there is an MCL sprain. He did not tear anything. He should be okay. Or he'll, like, confirm it. And he'll do it right during the games and, like, try to make diagnosis all off Just video. from the video? From the video, yeah, yeah, it's all from the video. And tons of people follow him. And I feel like, like, other people in the practice would be, like, roll their eyes at this guy that does this. Well, to hmm. –
1: to an extent, I, I, I don't do the whole Twitter thing. So no, I don't, I don't follow him. I haven't seen that, but I mean, you can definitely see a video and have an idea of what's going on based on what you see uh, and how, how bad it is, how significant, um, just by how they get hit, what, what you, what joint you see move, where, I mean, you can, you can make a, you can make a pretty good guess as to what's torn, especially the knee, the knees. I mean, there's really four major ligaments there that could be affected. And so it's, you can narrow it down pretty well if you if you watch the video.
3: I mean, it's funny. I, I wouldn't think about it, but I I wouldn't think that this guy would gain such a huge following. But it does make sense because like when I'm watching watching the Cowboys or something, and I see a guy go down where it he clearly held his knee. My first thought is, oh god, did we just lose Ezekiel eight for the year? And you just want to go try to get confirmation, even though this guy really doesn't know because he's not. Yeah, <laughs> he, ha- he can make a good idea, but he's not out there to like actually checking anything. He's just going off a guess from what he can see on the right. video. But he's gained uh, like a huge following and he's verified now. And everyone knows who he, A lot of people know who David Chow is, at least in the.
1: I think it's fair world. to call it a, a logical guess based on the video. Yeah.
3: Let's go on how we always finish. And uh, John, I'll start off with you. You've been listening to
1: anything good lately? or? Oh, let's see. I've uh, recently went back and listened to Meteora by Linkin Park. Hey, Listen to that there a little you. bit. And then. Yeah. Uh,
3: there's a Lincoln Park album. I don't you you'll probably know what it's called. LJ had it way back in the day. Hybrid theory. Hybrid theory. Okay. That was we used to chand that way yeah. back in the day.
2: Yeah. That was kind of their original. Wasn't it There was that their first one? If it, was it wasn't their first, it was their on. first big one. Yeah.
1: It was
0: early. Yeah. I, I think it, it might have been strong. their second one, but it was the first one that really got them
2: somewhere.
1: I'm uh I'm going to a concert here in August and gonna see Coheed for like the what? fourth or fifth time, I think. So what? yeah, I'm gonna been watch listening to Good Apollo. Part one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. You know, you I've never listened to Coheed at all. Oh they're my, uh, they're I, so I, good. They're my favorite band. I had to throw them a shout out while I was here.
0: What's the best Coheed song? That one song.
1: Song? Ooh. Yep. Um I like back into forever, I think.
0: Okay. I'm still about in keeping.
1: In keeping.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's that's still my Let's jam.
1: It's a good one yeah. live too, Dad. Dad, what have you been listening to?
2: Well, I mean, I, ha- I had several I wanted to bring up, but I, I I've settled <laughs> on this one because, well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go some throwback rock and roll, but it's new guys, and I know you might have turned me on to them, uh, Kevin. But I'm gonna go with Greta Van Fleet, uh, the new kind of Led Zeppelin they sounding. Are, they
3: do have some like old school mm-hmm. rock they, sound to them.
2: I mean, it's it's four guys from uh, let's see, Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, the, the the Kiska brothers, Josh and Jake, and the younger brother, Sam on bass and Daniel Wagner on drums. I'm trying to bring you a little info like LJ does. Uh, and so actually what probably one of the things that really got him going is Highway Tune was played on the Showtime series, Shameless, which uh, Tammy and I have been watching since the get go. It's a pretty, pretty interesting series, yeah. but. Uh, none other than Robert Plant has said that he really likes them. And, I mean, this kid, this Josh Kiska, sounds so much like Robert Plant, early Robert Plant and, and uh, Led Zeppelin. So uh, I have them awesome. up on the website. They're, uh, they're good. They're really good. Blues, hey. rock and roll.
0: LJ, what, what about you? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Loud and Wainwright uh, the third. He's, uh, Ooh, I like Loud and Wainwright. He, uh, he makes me feel like it's summertime. He's basically like uh, if Bob Dylan thought that metaphors were pretentious, um, that's this guy. I, he's got some really great stuff. Uh, uh, <laughs> the way, I knew your the way
3: you describe who you've been, I, I, I just love your descriptions of what you've been listening to. I think I like that better than what you're listening to. <laughs>
0: Because that's usually garbage, but I got away with words, you know? <laughs> no, he's really good. Uh, I know your mother, uh, swimming song, daughter. There's just uh, – Key of C, I think, is a great song. He's just really, really good Um, and uh, good folksy summer music. It's good. Good stuff.
3: Yeah, and I've been – out of the two new, the Kanye and the Kid Cudi, I think Kanye produced both of them, but I've been listening to that new Kid Cudi album. It's like seven songs as well. I really, I'm, it good? I'm really digging it. kind of has a vibe to like some of the old Kid Cudi and I love Kid Cudi. I downloaded it since I went, I was in Canada this weekend. And so on the way back, I had time to listen to some music and I yeah. threw that on and listen to some other stuff. It was, it was a good trip, but yeah, that new Kid Cudi, I has been, I've been a fan of it. So I think that'll probably do it for this week, John. We really appreciate you coming on. We yeah, might have a new segment on. coming up soon called page and Dr. Payne, where we just, uh, we just get into some sports medicine. Thanks for having me. It was fun. <laughs> or yeah, or it's just when it. the next time I go to the doctor's office and I just get pissed off, need I'll need just give to, to you. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll bring you on and you have to take all of the the brunt of all of the faults of every doctor Kevin will Lovely. See. Cool. I will
3: I will <laughs> say I will say that. <laughs> His reasoning for why the doctor is late makes total sense. And it kind of makes, I know I feel I, I feel, I feel worse sleep. for being
0: angry than I used to. Yeah, no, know? Know. I'm going to be a little better now. just yeah, know there's I a think. lot of, factors. and I, That's
3: the whole, the and I think thing. there has been a time and a place maybe where I wasn't in a hurry to make my appointment right on time or 15 minutes early. Cause I was so like, they're just going to be late anyways. And so I may have been the issue once or twice. I'm um, maybe so.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not like the movies where you like, know they're going to do previews. You should show up on time.
3: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for this week, I, I think that'll do us. As always, you can find us on uh, Twitter at JPP Podcast or on Facebook at Just Press Play Podcast. And uh, hit us up if you got any. Uh, if you have any other questions for things that just annoy the shit out of you at the doctor's office, maybe we can get John back on and he can, <laughs> and he can give you some. Answers. He can strain
0: you out. He'll teach you
3: something. But <laughs> He'll I learn think you something. For, I think that'll. We definitely got smarter this week, <laughs> it, it, for sure. Hockey wise and did take much we got smarter. But... That's for sure. <laughs> There's
2: a lot of room for improvement. On this. Yeah. So,
3: <laughs> well, considering we could not figure out how to work the internet yesterday, I think we showed John how the sausage was made yesterday, and I, I don't know. <laughs> you, might, you might
2: think less of this. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it. Peace. Peace. I'm out. Peace. Wait. I'm glad we got to tease the dinosaur thing, LJ, because now, now I'm going to come at you hot in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can we, John – would you like to be on when Kevin tries to tell us that dinosaurs aren't real just so we have? <laughs> That's <laughs> That's an it's, it's all a myth that Hollywood created just so we can... Oh, oh good Where go
1: is this around. coming from,
3: Kevin? Oh, good Save oh, it. All sudden, Save it. They didn't start Save finding dinosaur it. bones until we made up that there was something called a dinosaur. We don't have time, time this plan. week.
0: Oh, like, we don't have time this week. I want to get into this all the way. I want to destroy you. <laughs>